0: Have you fallen down the cottage industry rabbit hole yet? Well, if not, buckle up, Alice, and click on over to the description in the show notes and sign up. Then you can get ready for the most fun induction into the cult of all things yarn and fiber. This will include, but not limited to, free yarn, free e-books, patterns, coupons, and much more. You don't want to miss out. Listening to Crime Coffee and Crafts, a podcast featuring two crafty besties who love true crime and a good cup of joe. Hey, amateur sleuths. I'm Kristen. And I'm Heidi. Welcome. Welcome. Um, hello, hello. You. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. I am on my last day of vacation and I I go back to work tomorrow and I why why do we have to have like actual jobs that make us money yeah why can't we just like be (laughs) full-time podcasters and book writers right those are called authors yeah (laughs) We're still trying to put the <laughs> gold out there. Would you just to. like adopt us as like your nieces and just give us millions, okay? okay. Legit. Legit. We're ready okay, for we're it. Right. So ready for it. Um I today mm. am drinking um Joe. I'm drinking Joe Joe from Trader Joe's. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, an exceptionally smooth cup of coffee. And uh, there's really nothing fancy about it. And that's what they advertise. (laughs) No frills. Nothing fancy. Well, that's why they keep the cost low. I know. But I love their... um, their bag is get the old oh I love it and then on the back is the dancing lady yeah she's got coffee that's why Um, she's dancing that's right we dance when we have coffee um so yeah this comes from Trader Joe's yeah the old it's delicious And it's getting me. It is. This one's a light roast, so oh, that's cracking. I might be a little jittery than usual. Yeah, but you know, maybe don't drink as much. I am on my third cup, which is less fifteen ounces, (laughs) (laughs) which is less than usual. Yeah, it actually is, but it's stronger. Like, yeah, uh, caffeine, not flavor. Caffeine, strong Correct. caffeine. All right, strong caffeine. Good <laughs> yeah. balance of flavor. Delicious. Smell. Um, this is a simple little painting I did, and I mostly used a palette knife. I don't oh. know if people know what a palette knife is. They're really cool. I. Well, this one's a plastic version, but some tents are they're good, but I mm-hmm. like to use my metal ones more because they give like a sharper edge. Yeah. So this painting I did was just a little bit of a, you know, just to play with my palette knife. And um for those of you that don't know, I grew up on a sailboat and And when she says she grew up on a sailboat It wasn't just the weekends It was literally They lived on a sailboat y'all Yes Fucking awesome For for years and years and years And so I decided to do like a little uh, Sailboat painting Oh Kristen It's so cool It's very simplified But I I, like the water Isn't it pretty I love it Mm -hmm a little yeah. um and it's for sale yes if anyone's interested in my yeah. little boots and we actually have a new um online store we're going to be transitioning stuff over to because what we were doing there's a limit to what you can do and I don't like limits and um mm-hmm. so we switched over to a square store which means yes. we can list as many items as we want without being charged extra. I am really looking forward to this transition. I think yes. it's gonna really help with our merchandise. And then we have our own art page. I know. I know. There's no I felt category. special. We both have our own special. page. <laughs> and and I will be listing some of my yarn stuff on there. But I'm gonna make very intentional for the podcast yarn stuff cool so it'll be like a spooky collection of murder okay nice I love it why not yes so I did that Fantastic. um and then you know you and I have been going back and forth on podcast art the last couple of weeks yes. so I've been brainstorming on that and there's some things that we work. working we're working on to make yes. new stickers and magnets. So that artwork will yes. happen soon. And I asked Kristen to redo my logo design for my yarn business. Yes. Because it just needs to be redone. It needs a different critter. And I'm really excited. Different critter. Same color, different critter. <laughs> uh, real excited. yes i i just have to get on that you'll whenever you get on that whenever you have time is fine by me anyway it's really exciting i'm excited yes yeah. and uh soon i will have help in my brain department now that i'm diagnosed um i can start getting treatment and help with all of my I'm excited prioritizing and focus and hopefully it'll all work for all avenues of my life well I am rooting for you and I'm real excited because even the simple steps that I got the one little medication I got to help me cope has helped me um get shit done Which is really awesome. So I'm really looking forward to what your future is going to be like. I am too because I need to accomplish so many things. And I never feel like I can because of all the things holding me back. Yes. So hopefully. It's like a roadblock. Yeah. Like one thing that you have to do like throws you off for everything else. Right. And apparently I have a form of OCD um, that is keeping me from sleeping. Yeah. That's so a thing. once I get that fixed, that should help with my sleep deprivation I've had for like 15 years. Yeah. This girl. So. And it has nothing <laughs> to do with the amount of coffee she drinks. The coffee is a side effect of not sleeping, not the other way around yeah yeah so I I would probably be dead if I slept as little as you so good on you (laughs) I actually I think it was like Thursday night or Wednesday night maybe it was Wednesday or Thursday but anyways when we got back from our trip and I was just so exhausted because we walked all over that darn amusement park Mm -hmm. um I got five whole hours of of sleep without waking. (sighs) Okay. The fact that that's a lot for you (laughs) is frightening. I know. I usually go three and then I wake up every 30 minutes to an hour until I just finally get out of bed. Mm. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So. Yikes. Looking forward to sleeping again, yeah. guys. Yeah, that's a while. <laughs> People who don't sleep are more likely to murder. Just saying. <laughs> they should really get on this. They should get on pretty quick. <laughs> all right. No. 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 Murder. Um. All right. <laughs> so I don't know if you really watch this, but it's one of my favorite shows. Um, what post-apocalyptic horror TV series is based on the comic book series created by Robert Kirkman? Walking Dead. Ding ding ding. <laughs> and yes, we do watch it. <laughs> good. Um it's a good show. The first time I watched the episode, it came out Halloween. I think Haley was like two. Oh, my God. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and it was on my TV, and I was like, what is this amazing? Oh, my show? God. She was like, "There's are zombies. And I was like, what in the world am I watching? Is this an old movie? Is this a new movie? And I realized it was a series that had just started. It was the first episode, and I was like, oh, I got to watch it next week now. And then oh, see that's created maybe. this whole... Maybe that's why obsession. Kristen doesn't sleep. Just kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> I watch a zombie show. It's The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. It got her, woke her up. The Walking Dead. Yes. Um, so, anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Myers' mask is supposedly based on what famous actor? I think you know this I do know about. this one, but I fucking always forget his name, which is really funny because I love him. Hold, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I can never fucking remember his name. Are you sure? I seriously can't remember his name. Ever. His last name <sighs> Help. is similar to shit. <laughs> I know. Shitner william shatner fucking thank there god you go. <laughs> see it's like a mental fuck because I like know. i know him as captain kirk captain kirk he is captain yep. kirk to me forever and ever so remembering his actual name is really hard yeah also i think i have uh, alzheimer's but that's okay uh fun fact it does he had away. yes in mind too um a Fun fact about William Shatner, well, really, uh, Star Trek, Ooh. was that he had the first interracial kiss yes. on screen, so yes, with uh, Ahura,
1: yeah, her and
0: I think and she just recently she, passed away, yeah, she just died like a couple days ago as of this recording. Uh, Nisha, she was stunning. Is, She's so pretty. She was like, so pretty. Absolutely. Up until the end, she's super pretty. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. uh Who wrote and directed A Nightmare? on it. The street. Do that again because it went robotic because <laughs> we need to hear the whole question, even though I know what you said. Oh my goodness. Okay. Sorry. Stupid internet. The internet. Who? The internet. Who wrote and directed *A Nightmare on Elm Street*? Oh god damn it! Here's another one I know, and I can't fucking remember the names because I'm really bad at this. Hold That's please. why I like doing it because. Hold it... Gosh, this is gonna ruin my brain because it's my favorite movie, and I know it. It's such a simple name. I know. So but you're going to have to tell me everybody's screaming at me right now. Probably. It's okay. What Wes Craven. Oh, thank you. Oh, God, See, this is the problem with my brain. You ask me a question. I'm like, Oh, I know this. I know. I do it too. I'm like, I know this. Why can I not come up with the answer? Yeah. But anyway, so, Nightmare, on Elm, Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite horror movie to this day. Yes, it is. Love it. It's quite lovely. I love that um, that picture I sent you. <sighs> what was it? The... <laughs> it was the action figure, but he yeah. called himself what? The I don't Stickman Stick Man or something like that. I put it yeah. on our on our Instagram story. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Kristen always finds the best memes for our Instagram story. Yes. I've probably I forward so many things all the time. <laughs> it's fine because I don't find anything ever. So <laughs> <laughs> um so trigger warnings. Uh well there's sexual sadism. Ooh, sodomy, Eh. murder uh, by machete and hatchet, machete, Uh, murder by machete and a hatchet or a blunt object, skull carving and stabbing, and one victim was shot. All right. Uh, There's also um, skull carving yeah it took me that long to process what you (laughs) said i'll tell you about that later oh god um my resources were murderpedia newspapers.com wikipedia ranker.com new york times (laughs) and so yeah lots of stuff there um are you ready i think so (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it can't be any worse than my last case. Just kidding. Yeah, it can. Yeah. So Juan Vallejo Corona was born in Mexico, 1934. He doesn't have any real childhood history. I do. It said in one article that he was born to parents and he had 10 siblings and the dad had like 3 kids before that oh. ten, that 10 kids um he's a hispanic family so they had lots of children a lot of children cuz lots of children <clears throat> no birth control correct <clears throat> um so not much is really known until 1950 when he migrated to California at age 16. And like many uh Hispanics or Mexicans starting out in the United States, he worked the fields, right? So, um as many know California is a huge state and it grows tons and tons of agriculture uh which needs farmhands and yes. California is the border state of me- is one of the border states of Mexico. So it's easy for, it was easy for people to cross the border, start and working, job, yeah. and get jobs. Um, uh oh. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> 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 brain, brain for, brain problem <laughs> that was hysterical <laughs> she said excuse me to her brain work <laughs> that's how well my manners are I guys. love it you've got the best manners ever <laughs> oh my gosh um most workers were known as migrant or migratory workers due to their nature to go work or to go where the work was right. and never staying in one place yeah they often moved in packs and uh if work dried out, they would go to another area. And with California having so many orchards, so many agri you know, just tons of things Y'all, growing on it. Everything grows out there. Everything yeah. Including avocados and artichokes, two of my Correct. favorite things. And garlic. I Gilroy, California. Gilroy garlic. garlic capital. Capital. The, Capital garlic of the garlic festival, and if nobody knows what that means, they make anything and everything using everything. garlic. Ice cream, garlic flavored ice cream, dude. We grow our own garlic here. That's awesome. I it's love really it roasted. Yes, yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. When I could eat dairy, I would take like little crackers or. um toast points yep toast points and then spread the Mm. roasted garlic on there with goat cheese sorry you're making me think about that place that place in point loma oh pasta nova no pizza nova they had you could order their baked garlic it was a platter and it came with like their baked garlic with pesto goat Mm -hmm. cheese The garlic and little like bread, toasted bread. Oh my fucking God, y'all. So that's where my mom, I think that's where my mom got the idea to do it at home. Belevating right now. I miss Pizza Nova. I can't eat any of that anymore, though. No, I can't. They (laughs) also had my favorite pasta dish, fettuccine. It was an Alfredo dish, but it had um, sun-dried tomatoes and mm-hmm. portobello mushrooms and asparagus. I think. Oh yeah. Oh my god! They okay. would. They had a Thai chicken salad that was to die for. So good. So good. And we can't eat any of it now. No. Very sad that we created all these allergies. Yeah. Our bodies. Bullshit. It's crap. Um, So, yes. So, California, big agriculture state, easy for people to work. People come and go. And no one's really completely settled back in this time. In 1953, Corona settled in the Yuba City area in Northern California, which is in the Sacramento Valley hmm Where they grow broccoli too. hmm You can smell it. It's disgusting. Oh, I would not want to smell that. Um, later that year he married a woman named Gabriella Hermosillo in Reno, Nevada, against her parents' wishes. And the marriage lasted only three months and they had no children. Oh, well that's lucky, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> in nineteen fifty five, a huge flood uh occurred in the sacramento valley and a levee broke oh shit um it was big news it it killed 38 people a lot of whom were mexican migrant workers there's an underground yeah Mm -hmm. there's an underground there okay yeah so this caused for some reason i guess it was because he was working this type of work at the time and in that area It caused Corona to have a mental breakdown. Oh shit! Because of all the deaths, and then he he started saying that he was seeing ghosts. Not a ghost. Yeah, they committed him to a hospital. One of his half brothers, older brother. Mm -hmm. um, I forget his name. I didn't write it down. That's okay. But anyways, he was living in that area, and that's one of the reasons why. Uh, Juan Corona moved and migrated up there. Okay, because his brother was um, up there, and the brother is the one who helped him get committed into the hospital. I guess he was the one who he told he was seeing ghosts and having a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, he was committed to a hospital where he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Oh boy! And unfortunately for Corona. The treatment for paranoid schizophrenia or schizophrenia in general was electroshock therapy in the 70s or in the 50s. Sorry, 50s. Um, He received 23 shock treatments in a span of three months. Holy shit. The doctors then said that he was recovered and they deported him back to Mexico. Okay. Yeah. But being deported back to Mexico did not stop him from trying to still achieve his goals. He somehow legally got a green card and moved back to California. And then he started a normal life again. And in 1959, he married a woman named Gloria Moreno. The couple had four daughters, and during this time Corona built a lucrative logistics business where he contracted and hired workers to staff the local farms. Right. Nice. So he moved from migrant worker himself to working in the fields to actually having a very good business of hiring other yeah. workers for farms and ranches and orchards. That's nearby. awesome. Yes awesome for him yes <laughs> not so much for others yeah uh corona became very well known for his arduous work and ability to manage and maintain workers for the agriculture businesses in the sacramento valley but little did anyone know the sinister evil that lived inside of corona yikes Yeah. yikes on May 19th, 1971, a peach farmer named Goro Kagahiro, he was Japanese, mm-hmm. found a large freshly dug hole on his orchard, just a hole. just found a oh hole, boy. He found this odd so later that day um he was he was asking all of his workers if they knew anything about this hole, why it was dug, what 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 it was for, and nobody had any information. Mind you, all of these workers had been hired by Corona. Okay. Um uh, they say nobody knew anything about it. So later that night, Kagahiro returned to the hole where he found it had been filled in. Oh boy. So, sometime between the hole being there and it being filled in, somebody was there doing nefarious things. Hell yeah. Yes. Um, Kagahiro, though... Thought that someone was illegally dumping their trash on his property and, did you know, like hiding it. So he called the sheriff's office to investigate. He didn't think <laughs> there would be what there was. Not the kind of trash he was thinking of. No. Um, nobody could fathom what they would find next. When the deputies unearthed the freshly dug and filled hole, they found the body of a man. Shit, I the mean, body was—I thought coming, but I mean, I yeah. I mean, no mystery there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the body was dressed, but inside his pockets was literature of a homosexual nature. Okay. uh At the time, the coroner never looked for signs of sexual assault, though, and only performed a superficial examination. That's interesting. So, They did identify the man as Kenneth Whiteacre, who was a known drifter and alcoholic. Okay. Um, Five days later, on May 24th, 1971, workers found another filled hole on the grounds of the ranch next door. Oh, shit. Yeah. Deputies arrived and digged up another male body and then found a third body nearby all three victims were drifters and farm workers and inside the third body was a receipt from the yuba city market that had been signed by corona on may 21st 1971 three days prior to his body being found okay now here's where some of the things get weird All of the bodies had been hacked up by what appeared to be a machete or a large hatchet. And a cross was etched in the back of their skull. So we had to get deep enough or, you know, move things around enough to get to the skull to actually carve into their skulls. Like, you have to be a sick motherfucker to do that kind of extra shit. Yes. That's extra. It is. It really is. Witnesses say they saw a pickup truck like the one Corona drove in the area at the time of the murders. But the sheriff's office was not ready to make an arrest and decided to continue to search the area for more graves. The area-wide search found six more bodies in the same orchard and all of them had been hacked up and stabbed one victim was shot out of all of his victims one was Mm -hmm. shot so i'm not sure what changed there but um a lot of the victims were buried with their pants down or no pants at all and all had seen all had been seen asking corona for work because they were okay. drifters and okay. they were just trying to get some work in to make a few bucks. So they go buy a beer. Right. Uh, deputies did decide that on May 26, 1971, they had enough evidence to arrest Corona and perform a search of his home office and truck in his vehicle. Investigators found blood stains, and in his home, They found evidence of multiple weapons, such as a machete, knives, a pistol, ammunition, and a club that had been blood-stained all over it. Jeez, Yeah. Another interesting bit of evidence was they found a ledger, and inside the ledger, Corona had wrote 34 names of men with dates next to them. Oh, my God. Later, to be considered dates of the deaths. Yeah. Holy and shit. They had a death ledger. <clears throat> okay. Creepy. That's like different than a hit list. Right. This it's was already done. track of... Wow. Yeah. Uh, due to... or The other evidence they found were more receipts at the home that were signed by corona and other bodies also had some in their pockets as well okay not just the one guy there were more bodies that they found that had more receipts right so it was it's assumed that he hired all of them to do something for that for him Mm -hmm. and then med Due to the already substantial number of dead bodies found on the peach orchard, the sheriff ordered an aerial infrared search to find the rest of the graves. Oh, geez. My question is, if they're all on the same area, why did it... He was able to bury all of these people hush oh who are you talking to i was talking to my notifications It made a big old ding oh. oh i didn't even hear it so that's good oh good <laughs> um they finally called off their search of more bodies on june 4th 1971 because they had unearthed 25 holy shit 25 victims dude how do you bury that many without anybody knowing right but also like these farms farms are huge yeah that's a lot of land that uh, the people who own the properties don't see right and if he was doing this type of business where he was able to be there yeah To get worker, I don't know. Oh my god! So the bot. This is an interesting fact. The Boston Strangler before Corona had been known as the most prolific American serial killer, but his body count was almost half of what Corona's was. He had thirteen deaths to his name. Corona had twenty-five. that they know of, right? It is suspected that there's more, but it's hard to prove if you don't have bodies or people missing. The ledger with the names the dates would be a good indicator. True. So I wonder. And there were 34. Okay. So there's definitely more bodies Mm -hmm. somewhere. Yeah. Fuck. Somebody's going to find them in like 200 years. They'll just be bones. And be like, oh my God, these are. This prolific serial killer from the 70s the because they all have DNA. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> well, they'll see the carving in the back of the skull and be like, oh my God. Yeah. You know? It's a lot of damning evidence. Right. Um, the sheriff's office put out national information on the identity of the drifters that had been murdered, and all of them, but four bodies, were identified. Okay but there were several that nobody claimed okay which is really sad but it is it uh, a lot corona targeted victims were males uh i believe they were all white males so it wasn't even hispanic workers okay because in here um you said that they were between 40 and 65 years many were homeless alcoholics Mm -hmm. and simply known as winos or derelicts okay these men were not the type of worker he would hire because he was hiring green card holding hispanic males to do his work these were all white homeless winos that he wouldn't actually hire but he but Hired. Hired. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh 15. Yeah. yeah. 15 of the 25 victims were found undressed, and all except the one shot were clubbed or hacked in the head with a machete. He would sodomize them before completing the murders. So he would bludgeon them or hack them with the machete. They were still technically alive. Oh my god. And then he would sodomize them. And then he would finish murdering them by stabbing them fatally in the chest. But post-mortem, for some reason, he would bludgeon them in the head again. Maybe he had some rage. Well, that's what I'm going to get to, is that he was definitely upset A lot of people say that he was horrified at the fact that he had gay tendencies. Oh. So he, sorry. um, I think the violence towards the men came because he didn't want to believe that he was a homosexual. Right. And so, he would put the crosses in their head to say they were sinner. I don't, I'm not sure. He but, hated himself and them. Yeah. He was probably blaming so, them, too, for his... Right. And, yeah. bef- like, outside of murdering these men, he would act out towards a lot of men in a hateful way to hide the fact that he was actually a homosexual okay uh, so maybe the reason he killed so many men in such a small amount of time was due to that hatred of himself and hatred towards the fact that he was attracted to men right yeah i mean that makes sense for sure it's really not the reason to go hacking and whacking no and raping men yeah that's not it's right terrible no and you know these for whatever reason these guys were not having good lives anyways they were down on their luck they're you know drunks and no homes, no money, just yeah. wandering here and there. So for a serial killer, they are a perfect target because yeah. nobody's looking for them. Right, People have stopped caring, especially it's, in that age bracket, it goes 40 to, the to same, 65. Yeah. It goes to the same thing of like serial killers having like the sex workers as their target. It really is an easier target because they're already down on their luck. They already, already vulnerable. oftentimes are cut off from their families. Nobody's looking mm-hmm. for them because yeah. they quote know where they are on the street. Yeah. So yeah, and that's what's sad is that it's you sad. Know, a lot of them were not even that. Yeah. They were identified, but a lot of them weren't claimed as right. loved ones or family members and they're probably just in a field where John Doe's and Jane Doe's go. Yep. With a little number, they have a number to their body and that's part of the reason I like telling these stories because maybe if someone out there knows anything about these and mm-hmm. can identify or even care about these people that were lost. And, right. You know, could use a real home for their end of life, you know, gives closure. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. Um, On September 11th, 1972 in Fairfield, California, the trial of Juan Corona began. But earlier in that year, the California Supreme court abolished the death penalty ruling it unconstitutional, cruel and unusual. So, you know what I think is cruel and unusual? Raping, attacking people with a hatchet, killing people, much this repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah, awful. Nope. Um he should not have been able to He doesn't living. deserve to live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that being said, Corona would never, so he would never have the death penalty. Um, the trial took around three months and the jury deliberated for 45 hours. Holy shit. Which is like more than a whole week's of work. Yeah. So it took them a long time. I'm not sure if it's because of his mental health. Or what they were, like, arguing back and forth about. Mm -hmm. But it took them 45 hours. And they found Corona guilty of first-degree murder on all 25 counts. And the judge sentenced him to a life imprisonment to run consecutively without possibility of parole. Wow. 25 counts. That's 25. A lot of years. Yeah. Corona was incarcerated at the Vacaville, California Medical Facility due to a heart issue that he was having. Oh. And in 1973, he was stabbed 32 times in his cell because he had bumped into a fellow inmate and did not say, Excuse me. It's fucking Vacaville. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Vacaville. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bato Nation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but during this incident, Corona lost one of his eyes and still survived. Wait, what? He fucking survived that? Yes. Holy shit. He survived being stabbed 32 times and losing an eyeball. Wow. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. In 1992, 20 years after his trial, he moved to the Corcoran State Prison where he served a life sentence in the sensitive needs yard because of his dementia. He started to go wonky. Well, sometimes when you have a lot to forget. You just forget. You just forget. He was also denied parole on eight separate occasions, but the fact that he kept trying is beyond me because eight times yeah that's a lot and you're never gonna believe how long he lived is he still alive magically no okay no he's not magically alive I was he gonna died say. he died march 4th 2019 holy shit of natural causes at age 85 wait what was the date again March 4th 2019 i was gonna say did he get COVID? not your birthday. we knew what it was oh no I think it did, was not that happened really at the end yet. that happened at the end of 2019 so wow yeah shit Corona is quoted in saying yes I did it but i am a sick man and a sick man can't be judged by the same standards as other men yeah they can i i say bs i don't think that he's insane i think that he's completely there he was I filled with rage and he's an... I can't he can't believe that he's gay yeah so he lashed out towards men who and he found easy, vulnerable people to yep. take advantage of. And, and because of him narcissistic him. tendencies, he blamed them, not himself. Correct. Yeah, fuck him. That is, yeah. For so, us. the Machete murderer, Juan Vallejo Corona, is no longer. But Hallelujah. He He definitely did a number and a lot of damage to There's still a lot of dead bodies out there. Yeah, possibly nine. Yeah, there's dead bodies out there for sure. So like if you own a farm in that area where he was active, maybe like, you know, Sacramento Valley. Check out your farm property. Yuba City. Yeah. Get on it. Yikes. Um. Yeah wow he was a rough one and his wife a side note his wife did divorce him in 1974 after the trial and him being incarcerated good and not nothing is they i'm pretty sure they went into seclusion i would um, because nothing is nothing's talked about he had four daughters yeah and nothing you know can you imagine being the daughter of that uh, that's got a stigma that comes with it if if people know that your parent is a fucking serial murderer or rapist they probably had to change their like names yeah look at like btk's daughter Mm mm-hmm she has had that with her forever, but like she rips on him. It's it's funny. She rips on him on Twitter and shit. So. <laughs> but good on her. Yeah. Damn. So that was brutal. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Thanks a lot, Kristen. Oh. God. <laughs> uh, I have never been known to uh, be anything but. Kind of graphic. It's okay. So. That's, you know, how we roll. The facts, guys. Yeah. The facts. yeah. If you want to wear a blanket over your head for your whole life, that's cool. Don't listen yeah. to us talk. Also. But some of these things need to be talked about. Kristen's got the triple threat of Skull logo going on right now. It's great. Do, do, do. Yes. I'm all about it. I like it. Living that skull mug life. Even got it on back there. Yeah. See, that's the old A little sticker. faded. This is the old sticker, guys. Not we're good. getting new ones. This is the new sticker. Beasled. This yes, is the the so new cute. Yeah, the new stickers are made of vinyl. They are um UV resistant, waterproof stickers. They will not fade. They will not scratch off. They're badass so go buy them. go you buy them click the link in the instagram y'all or twitter or the fake book i like calling it fake book because <laughs> it is <laughs> all right anything else that's all i got before that's we my go? brain can go do all right yes well, i hope everybody has a lovely day after that terrifying tale of disgustingness and that And, uh, until next time for now, thanks for listening to crime, coffee and crafts. If you love our podcast, please rate and review us on Apple podcasts. This helps us more than, you know, if you really love us and want to support us, go to our website at www.crimecoffeeandcrafts.com. From there, you can join our Patreon, shop our merch, and find us on social media.